Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Support WrestleTalk! Give us a subscribe. Making their way to the ring at a combined weight of undeniably sexy, hailing from London, the Russell Ramble Podcast! Hello and welcome to the Russell Ramble Podcast. I am Ollie Davis and I'm joined by the other one. Hello, Swaff Nation, and a hello to you, the main one, Ollie Davis. <laughs> How the devil are you? I'm good. I watched something that made me feel just out of touch and I shook my f- I probably literally shook my fist at the TV can I take a guess at what this is yes the circle it is I, I was, I was going to say the exact same thing me and uh, my wife watched the first episode of it and within 10 minutes I don't say that 5 minutes of the show starting maybe even 3 I turned to Ken and I was like I'm going to go do the washing up yeah because I wanted to do anything else other than watch the show yeah, I, I turned to uh, my lady partner and her friend, Jamie, who was round, and I just said, I'm going to go and kill some young people. <laughs> I'm just going to go outside and murder anyone who's looking at their phone. Yeah. Oh, so uh, if, you ha- if you're not aware or you live in America, The Circle is a new Channel 4 show. Channel 4 often make groundbreaking TV formats uh, and make a lot of stuff that I like. This isn't one of them. This is like the worst of Channel 4. And it it's like a, something ITV2 would have made. No, it's something Channel 4 would have made in their most up-their-own-ass uh, like, uh, brainstorming sessions. So it's, uh, it's a block of flats where you've got about, I don't know, 10 people living there. No one can see each other, so they're all confined in their rooms. And the only way they interact is through social media. But it's an isolated social media thing where they... They, they talk, so they can only talk to each other. They can't interact with the larger Twitter sphere of the world. And they get sent news updates like, hey, Brexit's happening, and they talk to each other like that. But the, the way is you're not allowed to be the least popular person, so otherwise you get voted off and everyone takes a vote on who they like most. And also you can present yourself in any way you like. Yeah, and that's I think is the most interesting side mm. of the show is that you can just be yourself because you think you might end up being the most popular or you can manufacture yourself to be the most popular person. So, for example, there is a... Uh, I saw... I, I don't know what she does for a living, but she's in her 40s and she is pretending to be someone who's in her 30s. <laughs> what a stretch. Wow. But the bigger one is there's a guy who is pretending to be a, his girlfriend. 
essentially because he thinks his girlfriend is cool and she's very pretty. He's well punching above his weight. And um, that will get him the popularity vote. So he's got to pretend. So these other people think they're talking to Kate, but actually they're talking to this, this other lad. Mm. That's, and that's the interesting side of the show. But unfortunately, it's presented in such an, an infuriating format. And it is full of the biggest C's you've ever encountered. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's weird because it's, they've tried to make a show where no one physically interacts with each other visually engaging mm-hmm. and maybe that would help if they were real people but they it seems like they've started with a base level of quite fake people anyway that first girl is definitely a character which one's that she's the one who was like uh, i'm all about instagram like yeah. I, I take you know the model I, I only go out so i can take photos i do it for the grams and things like that. she was like in the first episode she was the one who was eating pot noodles very loudly she's also very loud i think she's from i don't know where she's from she's from up north and she is aggressively annoying mm. and very vapid. There's also there's also a, a, an overly camp person there. I, I turned off after like three people, yeah. or four people. I think I made it into. And uh, and and the friend we were watching it with just went. He is not representative of the, of the gay community. I'm just <laughs> going to apologise on all of our behalves that he exists. Yeah. It's like Christ. This is such a. It's an. There was something there. This is not the way to do it. It just makes you hate. It falls apart in the casting process. I don't know, because it's like people, the the people talking to each other, just the way they they film it is like it's- But that's in the casting. Like the the people they have cast to be in the show are, like they have picked people who are aggressively annoying. Like they picked that woman, or I shouldn't say that woman, that girl, because people won't like her because she's annoying. And people will watch that show and go like, she's incredibly vapid and incredibly annoying. And she's so infuriating to watch. That's what's going to get people talking. But it's not, there, there are people like that on there, sure. But there's also normal, normal-ish people. Yeah, but you've got, to, and, you've got to cast normies as well. Yeah, but they, like, when they talk to each other, that's not, that's also like, because they're not in the same room. And it, they're just saying, I think they say message. And then they say the message, and that's what sends. And, and that isn't interesting either because they're no. not in the same room. I said, me and my wife were watching this, and I said, the person I feel most sorry for in this show is the person who has to type out the messages mm. because there aren't these people aren't typing their messages. As you said, they literally sit on the couch and they go, "Message, Kate. Hi there. Hope you're doing well. How are you?" And then I go, "Send." But there has had to be a physical person behind it to be like, I've got to type this message out and press send. So it goes to send across the other person. And they do not, they have a thankless job. Voice technology is a thing. It is not done through voice technology. And do you know how I know that it's not good enough? I was going to do a joke in today's news. Bear in mind, we record this on a Thursday, so you can go back and watch Thursday's episode. Where Big E says the word, I'm going to grab it for you now, um, ambulatory. Mm. Which I had to Google because I didn't know what it meant. It means walking, essentially. Oh, is that where to amble comes from? Yes. Okay. And I wanted to do a joke where I was going to have, I was going to ask Siri, what does ambulatory mean? And every time I said it, Siri did not understand. And they were searching mm. for ampletory was what it kept searching for. Um, and I wasn't after an ampletory. I was after ambulatory. So... I would say the voice recognition probably isn't where we think it is, in terms, especially with the way that these lot talk. Well, I don't think any of those people are using the word ambulatory. I think it's mostly monosyllabic words. And I actually think as well, um, Dave Lamb of Come Dine With Me has got a lot to answer for. 
Yes. So start of the trend. So of- Dave, if you've never seen Come Dine with Me, if you are one of our American listeners, or you don't watch Come Dine with Me here in the UK, or actually if you're anywhere else in the world, um, Dave Lamb does the commentary for the the British version of the show, and essentially he kind of takes the mick out of people like if someone's really annoying on the show he'll take the mick out of them and that became a very popular way of doing is of doing narration it wasn't just like this person is making a basil chicken they will now make jokes about it or comment on people's personal appearances or make jokes about what they might have just said and he's excellent at it. he is the master of doing it he's very funny but now there's a lot of shows that have tried to mimic what he's done but do it very very poorly because they don't understand why he's very good at it and with the circle so that that's that's kind of like progressed now to the lad who does love island now i've only seen upwards of 30 seconds of love island but the thing i found most egregious about that show was the guy doing the voiceover because not only is he just trying to imitate dave lamb he's doing it he's so loud in the mix he's just so loud like you have to turn the tv down because he's like mate calm down it's not that exciting and they've just done this for the circle the people who've gone the circle were like well what we want is the lad who does love Island, but do it differently so we'll do it with a bolton accent instead of a scottish one and she is just aggressive like she's so loud in the mix and it's it's the most annoying presentation it is an aggressively bad show. There is, uh, there's nothing good about it. Oh, absolutely not. It is, it is dog s. L- long dog ago, poop. long ago in the uh, development phase, maybe there was an interesting concept there, but it has been picked apart like vultures. Yeah. Compare it to the guy who did the narration for Big Brother. Dear it in the Big Brother house, Craig is making toast. It was just that. This is just the worst kind of commentary mm. that's the thing that really i think that annoyed me more than anything worse than our commentary not <laughs> as it's worse than michael cole it is worse than michael cole wow. yeah can you imagine yeah. can you imagine we found it guys <laughs> we finally found a worse commentary uh right before we crack on with the show though i want to give you this quick wrestle talk get better this comes from shivam sharma who gets in touch with us quite a lot on the old twitter machine hi look and ollie i've been working out for 12 months and i wanted to share my progress with you guys 12 months ago i was 131 kilograms and right now i am 90 kilograms and i have to say that i started working out because of ollie I got very impressed by Ollie's physique and wanted to look like <laughs> him. Here's a picture of mine. I hope you read this out. Big fan of the show. So that oh, is congratulations, a Shannon. before and after image. Hey, look at that. Looking very, like a very different good. Person. Very good. Uh, to, to describe it, he's yeah, he's thinner. Yep, uh, that uh, first Quite image looks to be thinner. Looks to be taken in an airport, uh, possibly going on holiday, and that is. Um, that's all the weight that he's lost in his face wow. as well. So, very much congratulations much to Much more definition you. around the cheekbones. You're making those cheekbones pop, Shivam. Very, very good stuff. What of our timings? Uh, I think we'll have to call it an end for this intro here because old man Ollie is cracking the whip on the old 10 minutes because we've got a lot to do today. We've got to record our WOS review. You've got to watch it as well. And wrestled ramble extra which will have already gone live by the time you get this message but if you do want to hear that you're not a pledge hammer go and uh, donate on patreon mm. anyway here's the show we're talking about brock lesnar what next for brock lesnar for this episode this the, the the rather shock it feels like a long time ago helena cell yeah a couple of people on discord come chip chat with us and uh, on twitter have said like could it really be a wwe return he's only been gone four weeks mm. and i would argue that 
Yes, because we all thought he'd gone. We all yeah. thought he'd literally, like, SummerSlam was his last date, and he wasn't going to come back because he's entered into the USADA testing pool for UFC. He's already more or less, they've already more or less announced that he's going, he's got his UFC match with Daniel Cormier in January next year. And so he's got to go train for that. And you can't really train for that when you're wrestling in WWE. Mm. And so we all just figured that'd be it. And then lo and behold, he made his return at um, Helena Cell. And now there are reports that, uh, well, Dave Meltzer was uh, reporting in MMA Fighting that he hasn't officially signed with UFC yet. And Mike Johnson of PW Insider has added that Lesnar is factored into all of WWE's plans, their big events, major events, I think was the word he did, moving forward. That is fascinating. Like, in this age of, of WWE wanting to lock down all their independent contractors where they can't work for other promotions and like WWE is the be all and end all for them and they've done a, a horrible job in, in that being like a very good job of locking everyone down like that like WWE is the master of all the wrestlers that work for it really apart from its top star Yes. Which seems like an oversight. Well, I think it's with WWE, they're quite quite willing to work around Lesnar's demands and the way that he wants to book himself, more or less. I mean, you know, him and Heyman. Heyman is his real-life manager um, and sort of, like, negotiating contracts to be like, look, dude, I actually I make you money. Mm. You know, unlike a lot of these guys, I'm actually a draw. People will pay to come and see me. And Vince is like, yeah, that's right. Unlike a lot of the guys that I've booked into oblivion, you are actually a draw. People do pay to come and see you. Yeah, because whatever WWE do, Lesnar has that UFC career and record that he can lean back on. Similar to what, like, I mean, John Cena and The Rock were already quite at that position anyway in WWE. But they, the people with stuff outside that they can lean on, the Bellas being another one, they've got so much more bargaining power. So much more clout. Than, than anyone else on the roster. But yes, so Brock Lesnar is there, and like you said, he's going to factor in, well, according to PW Insider, the major events for the rest of the year. He's already been announced for the Crown Jewel in Riyadh, mm. which I looked at a picture of today because I wanted to do a Jeddah Beautiful City progressive joke. It looks like the future. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I just hit my microphone there. I mean, I've not seen any pictures of Riyadh, but there was a comment on that video uh, that we did, on, uh, the rest ramble we did on Monday, that made me chuckle, but for all the wrong reasons, where they said like, oh, they're doing it in Riyadh. I hope they get to go visit the square, because that's where they do the public beheadings at 8 a.m. I mean, I don't think they do public beheadings. No, that's, that's what the comments I said. I think like, that's, that's probably quite a... An outdated one? Yeah, like a... There's a lot of stuff to... Quit, I don't know. I'm not even going to broach into we're this, we're but we're that sounds top. like racism on the other end. Uh, the, so, I apologise. But yeah, it does look like uh, like the future. Like it could have flying cars. A bit like Dubai. Yeah, when, yeah when I went similar. To, when I went to Dubai for work uh, one time, I was like... This place does feel very futuristic. They've mm. seen like their hotels and stuff. That hotel they got, which has got the Formula One track running through it. It's craziness. I'm, I'm now hoping, because when I got this picture, it did say something about a Formula One, but it definitely said Riyadh. Mm. So I hope I haven't put a picture of Dubai up. <laughs> well, I'm sure that would already have blown up, because we're talking about Thursday's news videos. Anyway, so you've got the crown jewel, which is going to be Brock Lesnar versus Braun Strowman and Roman Reigns, which is where Lesnar has reinserted himself right into the top of the main event feud between Strowman and, and Reigns at Hell in a Cell. And the only other major event, really, is 
evolution. Well, obviously, you obviously. Mean, where he can appear mm. on there and F5 everyone, come down and kick the door in, Mixed kick the tag. glass ceiling yeah. down. <laughs> and um, Mixed tag with Sable. Yeah, it could be. Why wasn't he part of Mixed Match Challenge with Sable? That'd have been a great partnership. Um, People but, might have watched on Facebook might, <laughs> Oh, poor old Mixed Match Challenge, man. Poor old Mixed don't, Match Challenge. Don't give it sympathy. It's a weird, crappy, out-of-continuity format. But it's not anymore because the finals are taking place at TLC. It's it's moving into actual ah, continuity. This is confusing. Yeah, Braun Strowman's a babyface on that show, by all mm. accounts. Um, but uh, I mean, so regardless of evolution, on a more serious note, I speculated in my news that it could be Super Showdown, which is their other big show that they've got that's sort of in continuity, sort of not. Their their other glorified house show. Um, that's a lot sooner though that's in like two three weeks but they could do either an angle where he interferes in the six man main event which is the shield versus the dogs of war Braun Strowman Ziggler and McIntyre or maybe they'll just have like a and they'll announce a match because they're looking to you know upsell those tickets that they've got because they haven't sold out the place yet and it's quite a big big oh, place yeah, yeah, like massive upwards of 70,000 yes um, so maybe they want to add Lesnar onto the card to perhaps uh, bump up some ticket sales and just have like a, a five minute match mm. that's what they used to do for Madison Square Garden shows with Lesnar they were just like you just come in there usually it's against the big show or Kane or Kane yeah. Yeah, or someone like that and um, he'll just work a five minute match a couple of suplexes and F5 everyone leaves satisfied I can't say happy satisfied that they saw Brock Lesnar you just, you just that's all you just want the high spots that's all you Brock. want well, that's what an Brock, entrance it, yep couple of suplexes f5 Five, away we go and he goes oh, home yes. and like scrooge mcduck then dives into his massive mm. vault of money yeah. um so there's there's super showdown we could possibly do something there but the only other big one is survivor series mm. which is happening in november someone actually posted up it was uh, liam one of our uh, website writers posted up a list of like the big events that are happening between now and Survivor Series and it is does feel like almost every weekend or every other weekend there is a big show happening because the other one we haven't factored into is Bound for Glory oh yeah so which w- sold out yeah WWE have got like all these big shows happening Impact are holding their biggest show of the year mm. and that just sort of falls into it so it is like a six week period where we're doing big shows every weekend and New Japan have their uh, something of wrestling King of Wrestling, I can't remember what it's called now, but that's another big event that's happening. Yeah, I, when uh, when you say major events on the WWE calendar for 2018, it is it's one of the well, it's definitely the crown jewel. It's potentially Super Showdown. I think that's a smart idea. You don't just want to have him because you can't sell any tickets for an unannounced run in. Exactly. But yeah, have him as a, in a squash match, yeah. nice exhibition thing, and then Survivor Series because I doubt he's going to turn up for. It's usually Clash of Champions, T- isn't it? Is it in TLC? December. I think they, they changed the order of the pay-per-views around. They when did, they... but I'm almost certain it's TLC. Or did they drop TLC? No, it is, it is TLC because evolution. that's where they've announced that um, uh, the Mixed Match Challenge final will be at. Right, okay. Well, that, that's good. We yeah. get to sing I mean, I'll, I'll those no scrubs again. I'll, I'll Google things live on air and I'll just double-check that yeah. quickly. We should do Waterfall. Yeah, year. oh yeah. I mean, I think we were going to do Waterfall last year. We were going to do, But it was too complicated because we were going to do the rap. Yeah, that, that that's the 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 Lisa Left Eye Lopez rap. That's right. Yeah, the it's one that's lyrically seen, complex. The one that's seen in uh, We're the Millers. That great cultural touchstone. That is a gr- it's a great film. It's Weird not the a great film. It is. B-A- it's a really passable <laughs> movie. Sometimes that's all you want it from a Jason Sudeikis that- comedy. Jennifer Aniston's really funny in it. So is Will Poulter actually. There's a couple of great scenes. Will Poulter's <laughs> really good in that movie. Yeah. Uh, the so, so yeah, it's. 
let's say he's not going to appear at TLC. It is TLC. It's two days after my birthday. Let's say he's not going to appear at TLC. No. Uh, Although he could do. He could do. I feel like it's... So Survivor Series. Do they keep Lesnar in the mix of the Strowman and Reigns? Do you... So do you have like a Strowman versus Brock match? (laughs) Brock might put him over this time. Could be. Or do you have another Reigns versus Brock match? That's not one that I'm interested in. Last year, we got a kind of exhibition match for Survivor Series with AJ Styles versus Brock. It was the Universal Champion versus the WWE Champion. Could have been Brock versus Jinder. The match we could have had. Wow. Yeah. Talk about alternate timelines. (laughs) Great alternate timelines. But The greatest alternate timeline. Usually, around this time, as soon as SummerSlam finishes, you start to get leaked reports for Survivor Series planned directions, but WWE have so many weird shows of varying significances coming up that I don't think WWE even know what they're majorly doing for Survivor Series. The only one that keeps on getting flouted, and that's because everyone just says it for every WrestleMania or Survivor Series, is the WWE for Horsewomen versus MMA for Horsewomen, which I don't think is going to happen anyway, because... Marina Shafir and Jessamine Duke have only just started wrestling. Yeah, uh, yes, although well, Marina Shafir has had very good reports, and apparently Dave Meltzer said that the the word is that um, Jessamine Duke is going to end up being the best of the four. Yeah, yeah. apparently she's absolutely fantastic. That's like crazy, her, her yeah. opening match, she had well, her first match she had on NXT in a house show. Apparently went down an absolute storm, and mm. it was really, really good. So but yeah, that, that was only a couple of weeks ago. Yes. So whether yeah, she's ready a month for ago, a yeah. Oh, yeah. Survivor Series main event. Yeah, if, uh, yeah, it doesn't feel like it's a Survivor Series. Like they're not Survivor Series ready. Mm. Um, but the the only other match that I suppose has been kind of talked about or like speculated not rumored but certainly speculated is Team Angle versus Team Corbin um, which just seem, which makes sense yeah. because Angle's off on this vacation uh, big air quotes I've already forgotten about <laughs> How depressing is that? Well, that's because they forgot to keep that plate spinning. They literally let it fall off. Yeah. Um, so they could do like Kurt like Angle's a Greek return. wedding. <laughs> and with either that, you know, with both of their jobs on the line. So either Corbin wins and becomes the permanent Raw general manager, or Angle uh, gets his job back. Or in the spirit of Survivor Series, Triple H just wins. <laughs> uh, by the oh, way. Oh man, I hope that happens again. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. do, we, do we want to talk about the... the yeah, we should I mean, probably... I wanna, it literally is an elephant in the room. We've just been joined by the uh, the house band, some yeah. loud drummers. I don't know if the mic's picking them up, but we are, of course, still in this temporary studio. Yeah, apologies for the lights. It's been a really gloomy morning here. It was even raining when I got off the tube. As soon as we pressed record to do the wrestle ramble, the sun came out through the skylight. Because um, the sun blesses <laughs> the ramble. It's not going to get to see it for much longer because we will be in yeah. a room with no natural light. Lovely Yay! stuff. Hey! Back like a teen, like my teenage years once again. <laughs> Close the curtains. But you need I'm some air. To, no, I'm trying to play Final Fantasy Seven. You need some air in here, Ollie. No, I don't. <laughs> it's more effective when I play Resident Evil 2 when I've got all the lights off. Yeah. Um, so... But actually, let's talk about the topic at hand for Survivor Series. Mm. Could Brock Lesnar have a match? And if he does, who would it be against? Well, there is no way that he's getting picked for a team match. No. And no. Nor he, nor should he no, be really, diluted. Really, he should team with R-Truth, like my classic fantasy booking warfare uh, scenario I did way back when. I can't believe you brought that up. <laughs> uh, and, yeah, there's uh, that we both kind of came to this independently, and it's it's particularly timely because of comments... Lashley made this week that back in January so I think Bobby Lashley 
agreed terms for his release from Impact mid-January. And around that time, Dave Meltzer was reporting, Lashley is telling people close to him that he will go to WWE and start a feud with Brock Lesnar, which will culminate at SummerSlam. And that, you know, that was what numerous sites reported. But WWE changed their plans. They decided to keep the belt on Brock Lesnar and they extended out that Roman Reigns feud. And Lesnar didn't appear on WWE TV until like July. Yeah. So Lashley, and it, it, Lash, although Lashley still debuted on the Raw after Mania, not debuted, but returned, there, there was like a month and a half of him having nothing to do. All he was doing was tag matches with Braun Strowman, where he would just set up Strowman's hot tag. And then they were like, ah, okay, let's try something else with Lashley, because the crowd are not reacting to his delayed suplex. He never hits that delayed suplex anymore. So they went for the, the Sami Zayn feud and that awful Bobby Lashley's sisters segment, that interview where he's like, I just want to say one more thing. I love my family. And then he has like some stuff with Elias never really going anywhere. It's only now that he started to find something. And that's the my man, sarcastic Lashley. And now pairing with Leo Rush. Still very early days, but very promising. And this, this week he, he did an interview where he said that he, he's not just bummed out he hasn't faced Lesnar yet. He's pissed off. Yeah. Which is very strong words. Of course, this is pro wrestling. It could all just be to work into an angle. But if that is true, that Lashley was promised a Lesnar feud and that hasn't happened, I'd be quite annoyed. Yeah, I mean, it certainly lends credence to Meltzer and all those other reports that it was meant to be Lashley... Lesnar at SummerSlam because by all accounts that's why Lashley signed the deal was mm. the part of that was that he would then that they would have the big match at SummerSlam and then in this interview he has essentially said and I'm kind of pissed off that didn't happen and I would yeah I mean I'm in agreement with you and with Lashley I, I would be too like you left Impact Wrestling where you were like the top guy there you were like in the mix for the title all the time you were always featured on TV not only that you were pushed as walking Armageddon Great as this MMA fighter this mixed martial arts and you had your team America top team with you he was a really big featured star there and he left that behind to go to WWE because he wanted this match with Lesnar and yeah what they've done is that is, is awful like what mm. they've done with him is very very bad yeah. and, they, they, and like a lot of their in fact pretty much all of their NXT call-ups after Wrestlemania it's like they did it and then we're like hmm now what do we do mm. like it's I always come back to that Triple H quote where he said uh, he said this on a conference call with lots of uh, major news sites we would never call anyone up from NXT unless we had six months worth of plans for them uh, and that clearly has gone way out of the window now and it's just we just call them up willy-nilly with zero plan whatsoever you can have plans for them but when when your father-in-law goes nah nah we're gonna keep the title on Brock yeah and you're well, like oh now those six months of plans can't work yeah we'll just put yeah. those six months of plans on hold although we were talking about this the other day we forgot about this but it felt like that the, the rumour was they were gonna do three Money in the Bank ladder matches this year it was gonna be men's, women's and tag team and that's why all these tag teams all some got called up from NXT and then that match was scrapped and all those tag teams then had nothing to do and that's when Authors of Pain disappeared off TV that's when Sanity just were not debuting on TV for weeks on end so very interesting but sorry, back to the, the Lashley mm. thing um, I could certainly see them going with finally giving Lashley that match and just be saying like we can do it at SummerSlam but we'll do it at Survivor Series instead it's a nice one that you don't really need much build to you can just go this guy's an MMA guy 
This guy's an MMA guy. Neither have fought each other in wrestling. Neither have fought each other in the octagon. It's happening. Yeah. And, that, and that's like, that's a pretty cool thing. Like, that's something that would bring in mainstream interest. And you've got the also the added bonus of that. Hype Man versus Hype Man. Heyman versus Leo Rush. Yes. Great stuff in the ring between the mic. That's what I was, yeah, that's what I was going to point out too. Like, you, I, I would definitely position Lesnar and Heyman as the heels here. And, and I, th I really think Rush, although he's been positioned as a bit obnoxious, an, an obnoxious character, I think he's like, there's, there's something quite endearingly babyface about their relationship and just the way Bobby saved Rush and they used, used each other when they were running away and attacking Kevin Owens and Elias this week. So yeah, I, I think this is, yeah, that's what I would like to see, just a, a one-off special attraction match between Lesnar and Lashley. Uh, the only downside there, really, is I imagine Les... I can't see Lesnar not winning that match. And then if he is going to go off to face Cormier or Jones, John Jones, given the recent... Uh, so what's happened there? He's he's just... That four-year suspension has just been... Dropped? Dropped is that what something? it is? I mean, I'm, I'm not au fait with a lot of the UFC ins and outs. Mm -hmm. I saw Brian Alvarez talking about it on Twitter, but I, I didn't look into it much further than I saw Brian was a bit annoyed by it. A bit annoyed. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he did call it straight up BS. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's, he's quite peeved. Mm. If, if Bobby Lashley is pissed off, this is, you know, a, a, it's few, the next level up. a few levels up. Yeah. yeah Apparently so he was also very angry about the Becky Lynch Charlotte segment on this week's SmackDown, but I've not heard why. Mm. So, yeah, so Brock would be returning to the UFC for January for at least two fights. you got to think, uh, one for Cormier and one for John Jones. Uh, and then, like, whether he gets factored back in for WrestleMania. He's in a remarkable position, yep. the way he can play these two, two companies who just so happen to be absolutely flush with cash <laughs> based yeah. on their TV deals recently. Well, not only that, but Crown Jewel. Like, the deal they yeah. had... Like, by all accounts, yeah, yeah, WWE yeah. made $45 million from Greatest Royal Rumble. So that's that's a lot of money to be made because it's, that is a lot. Sorry, women. Vince McMahon diving into his different pile yeah. of cash to, to Brock Lesnar. They said you just call each other from their like money bins, be like, how big's yours? Mm. The money I'm talking allegedly. about. Allegedly. Well, yeah, should, should we go with some crap <laughs> gimmicks on better, that note? Probably better add. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Cool fact: a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello. Fresh. 
Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. If you're new to this show and you're wondering to yourself what the heckings is a crap gimmick, it's a segment we do here on every Saturday episode of the Wrestle Ramble where you, the SWAF Nation, send in your suggestions for crap gimmick wrestling. And if we like it, we will sign usually one a week, but sometimes not if the, if we don't like any of the submissions. And if you want to send in your submission, it's Luke at WrestleTalk.com. That's Luke at WrestleTalk.com. One more time, Luke at WrestleTalk.com. Dot com. Do have a massive backlog. Are currently at the start of July, so if you sent yours in wow. August, it's going to be a little while before we get there. And there's still like, I think there's like 250 in my two inbox. Two months behind. Yeah, massively two months behind. But we only get through about three a week. However, this week we're going to have four because we're starting off yeah. with something that's a bit different. If you're wondering, like, well, what is a crap gimmick? We like to compare it to WWE in the 90s. You are a wrestler and a blank. Or if it's just crap nonsense but still works within a wrestling mm. um yeah so it's up to interpretation well yeah, we go just... and check out some past submissions yes so to figure out what the heckins is going on exactly yeah but we have got something slightly different to kick things off this week mm. this is from eric finkbeiner from germany uh, have you ever noticed how many wrestling matches are marketed as high stake matches well how about a high stakes match that's right eric has sent in a match type, a gimmick match type for crap gimmick wrestling. Okay. So this will be a, a mode on crap gimmick 290, 2K19. 2K19. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. The rules are as follows. It's similar to a TLC match, but instead of a championship or a briefcase, <laughs> there are plates of stakes hanging above the ring. Nice. The number of stakes varies depending on the number of competitors in the match. For a one-on-one -on -one match, there's two stakes. For a triple threat, it's three, etc. The first competitor to climb up the ladder, retrieve a stake, and fully eat it is declared the winner. <laughs> the table and chairs are placed around, uh, around the ring, so the competitors who have retrieved one of the stakes can sit down and enjoy their meal. I think it would be a good addition to your food division, and it could even even end heated rivalries or even multi-man title matches. Oh, that's, that's great! The high-stakes match. Particularly, I mean, that works for the Intercontinental Breakfast as well. Yes! That's the, <laughs> that's the ultimate payoff yeah. to a blood feud. It's the highest. It's, and it's, it's a real bloody medium-rare <laughs> steak as well. Well, Brock Lesnar certainly can't go there. No, he likes his steaks well, well done, the that, big meanie. That's the heel move. He'll take it down, whack it in a George Foreman grill oh, at ringside. And ruin it. Oh. Oh, oh. oh, I like that. I like... I've never really thought of the idea of a table and chairs at ringside <laughs> not being used as weapons. Yeah. But just... Just to sit down and eat something. I imagine because you could do a spot where someone goes to power bomb someone through a table and then realizes oh, I can't smash the table because I, I need to I need to sit at that and then just move them to the side and power bomb them on the floor instead. So so okay, two things. Why did there need to be multiple stakes? That I don't understand. Yep. Because I, I well, there's multiple stakes, I suppose. Yeah, I guess if you so if there's three people in the ring in this match and. This allows each person to get a steak and eat it. So you, you don't win the match by getting the steak. You win the match by consuming the steak. Yeah. 
I think it should, and this plays into my second point, I think it should be just one stake. And if you get it down, you've got to incapacitate your opponents long enough for you to then consume the steak. So you could be halfway through eating the steak, but then someone will attack you, take that steak, and eat the rest of it. They win the match, not you. Yeah. It's like the ladder. So you can you can be going... That, that's where they, they're suspended above the ring, right? Yes. So, yeah, like it takes a long time to get up the ladder usually. Just make that part quicker. Yeah. And then grab it. It's going to say, they said you build the suspension around them, slowly cutting up the steak, slowly lifting it up to their mouth. That's <laughs> where you draw out the drama. This is great. Well, that's, that's definitely... We will definitely sign that. I don't. Yeah. Yeah. We'll add it to the word uh, to the, the game mode. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and first submission for crap gimmick <laughs> wrestling in terms of wrestlers, however, comes from Jumping the Smark sent to us on July 8th. That's a great name. Jumping the Smark is a great name. Uh, he has sent us a, a couple in before. He's, he's a very funny lad. Um, this wrestler's name is Colton Darby, and he thinks he is a horse. He comes to the ring in a horse mask, and he has a manager dressed as a horseback rider. I'd imagine it means a jockey. Um, mm. Cuts promos for him because his voice is always too hoarse. He starts out of developmental, but he is constantly trying to get to the main roster. He wins a few titles, but he can never keep them because he has short reigns. His signature move is the Haymaker, and his finisher is the Bronco Buster. He also eats carrots mid-match and will hulk up like Popeye spinach. He may turn heel at some point, but his manager will defend it by saying it was a spur-of-the-moment decision. His rivals may insult him with lines such as, why the long face, or call him a little jabroni. After the after the ring announcer says, one fall, his manager grabs the mic and corrects him to, one fall. Oh, wow. That's punnerific. It is punnermania around here. Um, I so initially I was like, mm, I don't know, I don't know if I like this idea. But then I started to visualise it, and there is something inherently brilliant about that horse mask. That's why Tomska's got so many uh, mm. YouTube subscribers. So if you were to create this as sort of a luchador gimmick, <laughs> yep. with a mask, uh, a horse mask. So not that he is a horse, or that he thinks he's a horse, because that's just. I don't find that that funny. But if he is a El Horcio, uh, the, 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 the horse mask wearing luchador, mm. and just everything around him is, is framed in horse puns, I think that's a, that's a lot stronger yes, for me. Yes, I agree. Uh, next up from, uh, he didn't leave your name, but I believe it's zero one, but it's, uh, I don't think that's your real name. Um, as your next signee, it's a bit uh, presumptuous, for the crap gimmick roster is Nacho Man Rodney Carriage. Mm. He is a face with great charisma and fairly flamboyant. He wears big yellow glasses in the shape of tortilla chips and a robe <laughs> with what looks like flowing cheese with trunks that just say cheese with him smiling big on it. His signature moves include the top rope elbow drop that he calls the jalapeno driver and the Nacho Supreme, which is a jumping pile driver. A big part of his gimmick is that anyone in the front row that has nachos, he takes one with permission. He is a baby face and let said fan take a selfie with him and the nachos which he always reminds them to say cheese when asked about his obvious trip a uh, ripoff of Nat macho man randy savage he pretends not to know and yells his catchphrase yeah buddy but he sounds like an awesome dude thank you for taking the time to read this and i hope nacho man gets signed yeah buddy i like nacho man that's 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 something that you, you've seen Macho Man's name, Randy Savage, and gone, Macho Man. Yep. Okay, that's my in. And you've worked backwards from that. I appreciate that. I think that's, that's objectively funny, fits really nicely 
in the Intercontinental Breakfast Championship. And division. you can e- I can already visualize uh, the trading cards. Mm. Upman, uh, Upman Lou, as I call him, Lewis Tillett at Lewis Tillett Art on Instagram. Go check out the drawings, the trading cards that he has done for Crap Gimmick Wrestlers. They're really, really awesome. Uh, so I can certainly see Nacho yeah. Man Rodney Carriage as one of those. Rodney Carriage. Rodney Carriage isn't that good a name. Just call him the Nacho Man. The Nacho Man's great, though. Yeah. Like the sort of... This is what Jay Lethal should have been in TNA. Yeah. I'd have taken out the yeah buddy bit as well and people yeah. saying, like, aren't you a bit of a rip-off of Macho Man? I'd have just keeping it as just the Nacho yeah, Man. Yeah, you don't, want to, you don't even want to bring up the fact no. that there's a Macho Man thing out there. Yeah. Uh, oh, but the, the, the horse... The horse adore. Well, we've got one more. We've got one more, yes, and this one may change your mind. Because, what? Because George this is Ma- a strong week. Because George McCall said this on July 11th, and I'll be honest with you, George, you have done a great job in targeting me specifically oh, and what God. I like. Um, so uh, this says... Ghostbusters. Is it uh, Ghostbusters? Hi, Luke. Hope you're having a good day. My, name, uh, my idea is named Kaiju. He is a wrestler who dresses up in a cheap-looking rubber monster costume similar to the old Godzilla movies and the new ones, or the villains from Power Rangers. He's already very good. Wait for this. For his matches, his opponents always come down to the ring first. The reason for this will be explained shortly. As Kaiju is making his entrance, every light in the arena is turned off apart from a single spotlight which focuses on Kaiju, meaning only the crowd can see him. According to the ring announcer, his hometown is the hubris of science, and he is billed as being 350 (laughs) feet tall and weighing in at over 300 tons. When Kaiju reaches the ring, the lights in the arena come back up. To reveal Kaiju's opponent is no longer in the ring, and in his place is an action figure wearing a mini version of that wrestler's attire and the ring will be filled with cardboard buildings which kaiju can smash no. his opponents with the commentary team will play this 100 percent seriously and really put over how brave the opponent is for taking on a literal monster his finish is slamming a building on top of his opponent and then doing a diving elbow through both of them i imagine most of kaiju matches would be one-sided squashes but if kojirabu <laughs> but if kojirabushi can have surprisingly even matches with an inflatable sex doll and other inanimate objects i don't see why kaiju couldn't occasionally put on a compelling match with an action figure when you really want to build up a baby face when kaiju wins a match he leaves the ring the same way he entered with all the lights going out until he is left this should allow the baby face to secretly climb back in the ring so when the lights come back up he can climb out of the cardboard rubble and struggle to his feet as the crowd Hopefully, cheer his guts and determination. That is inspired. Such a great one. That's a great idea. That's so good. I'm just going to add a few bits. So when he comes out and you've just got the spotlight, the Titan Tron, so those LED screens behind him, mm. uh, should have like the outline of a city yes. down, down very low. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe not just the spotlight, but also a few tinier spotlights to imply that there are planes and helicopters flying around yep. him. A couple of choppers, yep. uh, but a sort of Samoa Joe entrance music. Absolutely, yeah, which is a play on uh, Godzilla. Yeah, and uh, also, he, you know those, uh, that similar to the, the horse mask, mm-hmm. there's also those brilliant T-Rex costumes. <laughs> That's what he should be wearing, but yeah. in, a, in a more Godzilla style. I was going to say, I, I like the idea of it being a, a very obvious rubber costume. Mm. And, and I love the ideas of the commentators playing it very seriously. Oh, yeah, and being yeah. like, what destruction we're seeing. Oh, and you build it up as so much as a monster. But I, this is my, this is great. This is such a good gimmick. 
it has like he has to be an or it's Kota Ibushi. It's <laughs> before you even mentioned Ibushi, I was like, it's got to be Kota Ibushi wrestling these matches, and it's got to be like an action figure with a lot of articulation points. Oh yeah, that's oh, yeah. good. Yeah, yeah, that's be a good uh, action figure. Yeah. But like you know, the the sight of a Kota Ibushi dressed up as uh, this kaiju doing Canadian destroyers on stuff. But you know, there's that spot where he, yeah, yeah. Ibushi does all the Canadian destroyers on the doll. Yeah, like that kind of. Th- Oh, that'd be great. I mean, I'll be, I'd, as I said, if you really want to get inducted into uh, Crap Game Wrestling Gets Signed, you've got to appeal to the things that we like. And but this, this is what you like. This, said, but that's just objectively awesome. But you do like Power Rangers. Yeah. But this really appeals to me. This appeals to my Godzilla-loving sensibilities. That was a hell of a strong week. Yeah. It's got to be Kaiju. It's got to be Kaiju, right? Uh, yep, definitely. And just think of Kaiju in a high stakes match. Oh, you won't even oh. have to climb the ladder. It'll be down. I was going to say, it'll be, be right in the... stake. <laughs> yes. I think we should end the channel now. <laughs> we could, we could, I, I don't know how, how we can ever top Kaiju. I was going to say, oh. you might as well end the show there. Fast track that. Fast track that with Tillett. Yeah. He I, needs to make that design now. I was going to say, because I believe when I last spoke to him, he was working on the Adventure Party mm. and um, El Limon 2. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, maybe he needs to get to work on Kaiju. Oh, that needs yeah. to be fast-tracked. Uh, so if you want to submit a question to the mailbag, all you have to do is become one of our awesome pledge. Sorry. He's got to be a shiny. <laughs> <laughs> Kaiju is our only shiny trading card. That was amazing. So carry on. Uh, if you want to submit a question to the mailbag, all you have to do is become one of our awesome pledge hammers over on Patreon at any dollar amount, and you could submit a question via the community that we've got over there. Remember, you can come chit chat us on Discord, and you get a special color if you are Ooh. one of our pledge hammers over on our Discord channel. So you get to look pretty awesome. Um, our pledge hammer community is doing very, very well at the moment. We are so close to our NXT goal. We're about thirty. 35-ish off at the moment so we're very close to getting weekly NXT reviews so head on over and make that happen because me and Laurie really want to do them but our first question uh, was meant to be done last week but we didn't quite get to it comes in from Tal Schulmiller what are some backstage comedy skits you would like to see for me it would be Elias giving Kyle O'Reilly guitar lessons now you've got an, I, uh, I've made a few here. And, and I already love this new this first one you've got here this is genius okay so Baron Corbin he is the uh He's, he's the GM of Raw. Mm-hmm. I think this should transition, because I've got no real interest seeing him as in the mix with the Universal title. And he is a bit of a comedy figure now. The Raw audience uh, agrees uh, yeah, with you. Yeah, yeah, quite wholeheartedly. And I think he should start doing Judge Judy-like skits backstage where he settles the more flippant undercard feuds with wrestler's court but call it corbin's court i was going to say it's essentially taking the idea of of wrestler's court which is a real thing i'm not sure if it still is but it mm. certainly was a real thing back in the day undertaker was the judge i think um bradshaw was one of the um the, the bailiffs and was, this was a, a genuine thing and this is how wrestlers worked out their disputes if a wrestler said they didn't pay petrol money for the, our rental car, they would have wrestlers court and both would have to argue their cases. And usually the person who lost would have to buy a case of beer for the person who won. But you actually want to turn this into a storyline. Oh, yeah. A character, which I love. I think is great. And this is how you settle Authors of Pain versus Titus Worldwide. Yeah, so th- there, are, there are a few things that are necessary for this. Number one, a gavel. Mm-hmm. So that can be Baron Corbin's new... Like, that's a, that's a whole gimmick. Order, order. And uh, a wig. 
So I'm thinking an English style judge. Yeah. I don't know why. He's already called Baron. That's kind of English. Yep. So yeah, yeah, Baron Corbin. Stick him in some comedy stuff. I love it. Mm -hmm. I love it. I would certainly sign that. I would write it. I've also got more fashion files. Fandango's injured. He can't wrestle. So make use of the guys. One of the most naturally funny performers you've got on the roster. That's not stopping him from doing backstage skits with people. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. He could, you know, Corbin could employ the fashion police to, to do these oh, things. Oh, this is getting even better. I know, like you can build a whole backstage universe there, make Raw fun. Yeah, but it's, it's moved on to WWE.com, wasn't it, Fashion Files? What? I, I'm saying, yeah, bring it onto main, the main channel. <laughs> Move it yeah. back. And uh, my last one was having, because you're not doing anything with them, Carl Anderson and Luke Gallows, uh, just have them hanging out backstage like the APA. Yeah. Not mm. like, not the, obviously a different version of the APA, but just sitting around backstage, play off their real-life Good Brothers personas and, and have them occasionally be cool baby faces and stand up against bullies I agree I'm fully behind that um, if only because it gives the good brothers something to do which they've not yeah. had to, can you imagine that like when we did the superstar shake up episode we were like oh and the good brothers gone across to Smackdown that's brilliant for them because mm. there's so much they can do over there in such a stacked tag team division AJ's over there as well you can reunite the club there's so much you can do we are more than six months into this now, and they've done sweet FA with it. Yeah. Yeah, it's unreal. Uh, Craig Roberts has sent in to ask, I meant to send this last week, but forgot, but did you, Laurie and Ollie, have WrestleManiaCon? Did you get the warm Mancunian hospitality us Mancunians are known for? Because Manchester is by far the best city in the world. Would you consider upping sticks and relocate up here? Love the podcast and YouTube videos a lot. That's from Craig Roberts. It was very cold. That was your first thought. It was very you, cold. You, yeah. The old adage of uh, it's cold up north. Mm. Uh, you thought that was a genuine thing. It is. No, no, it is cold. Wasn't that cold? It was cold. It bloody wasn't. It was really hot down in London. It was like 25 degrees. It was more or less the same in Manchester. And it was raining. Yeah, it's fine. It, you're, being, you're, you're, you're letting your love of the north get in the way of facts. That's because the north's the best. Like, okay. that is, that's a fact. The, the nor north of England is so much better. I'm not going to sit here and even defend the South because I do not subscribe to blind allegiances to locations. It's a ridiculous idea. Uh, I, don't, I don't swear allegiances either. It's just it's a fact that the, the North is better. Uh, but I wouldn't say that Manchester is the greatest city in the world because Liverpool is. So, again, this is just meaningless <laughs> nonsense. Uh, but we the, did have a nice time. We, we had a lovely time. We didn't really get to see Manchester, though. Um, my favourite bit was when we were having breakfast one morning. Laurie picked a table where we could see outside. There was an, a nice window. And uh, just sitting right in the middle of our view on the pavement was an abandoned pram. There, is, there are a few <laughs> things creepier than an abandoned pram while at 9 a.m. While you're eating scrambled eggs. Yeah. yeah. Next to Dave Meltzer, <laughs> who was just behind me. And I was like, oh, big I want Dave. to touch him. Uh, Sawyer has sent an email and this is um, now Sawyer did say that he sent this before he watched the Wrestle Ramble so we kind of already have discussed this ever so slightly uh, I don't think it's a problem that Todd Phillips and Byron Saxton are treating Becky Lynch like a heel consider the star Becky is recently beca uh, being most compared to Stone Cold Steve Austin arguably history's most over babyface who was famous for being rude crude disrespectful profanity sprouting spouting renegade seems to recall Jim Ross the face to Jerry Lawler's heel Frequently disapproving of Stone Cold's actions and behaviour, which made sense given JR's character, but it didn't take away from the babyface push Austin got. Now, I 
completely disagree with that because JR was 100% behind the things that Austin mm. did. That's where Austin, Austin comes from because JR loved Austin and everything that he did. Yeah, it was it was a storyline that they were really good friends and they would hang out together outside of Raw and that like I even got annoyed with JR at some points because Austin would do heelish things that the the heel had just done and JR would be like, ah, that's, you know, the dastardly when the heel does it, but when Austin does it, he's getting his revenge. And like, you're, too on, you're too on Austin's side, JR. Yeah, but I think it really worked because mm. even if JR might have said, like, Austin's crossed a line here or he's done this now, you had Jerry Lawler there as the out-and-out heel would be like, Austin's the worst. Yeah, I yeah. hope he loses the WWF Championship because do you know who's brilliant? Vince McMahon <laughs> and whoever Vince has picked to be the next contender. Kurt Angle, he's the best. Oh, Triple H, yeah. he's the best. There are two things, well, three things Jerry Lawler likes. Vince McMahon yep. and puppies. And Kurt Angle. Well, I was going to do two things there for the puppies. <laughs> okay. Um, the so-called... Uh, sorry, Sawyer continues. The so-called good guy commentators wagging their fingers at badass babyface doesn't have to necessarily mean we, the audience, are supposed to interpret that person as bad. Are Todd and Byron supposed to cheer Becky's ambushes or call uh, or her calling Charlotte a bitch? That would be even more out of character. This criticism feel like it's reading too much into the commentary and missing the forest for the trees. Don't work yourselves mm. into a shoot. Um... Yeah, I mean, it's not just the commentators that are, like, the company are essentially telling you that she is the heel, but the audience are not saying that. And to me, when I watch it, I'm like, no, because Becky seems justified in her actions. Charlotte did steal her spotlight at SummerSlam. She she could have said no, taking a step back and be like, no, Becky's already got the one-on-one match with Carmella, and I'll have a title match with Becky once she wins the belt. But no, Charlotte inserted herself into the match and then stole the title from her. Mm. I've been thinking about this a lot. I think the that what it all comes down to is Charlotte as a wrestling persona is naturally unlikable. She's got the prestige of the father who who was a great heel himself. It, she walks around calling herself the queen. It's just very in your face and you know not that likable whereas Becky Lynch is plucky underdog and all that because all the stuff I've been saying, yeah, but Becky, you know, she wants the title more than anything to sacrifice her friendship. Isn't that exactly what Charlotte did? She wants the title more than anything, so she got that match at SummerSlam. Yeah. Uh, so actually, overall, they're kind of equal morality-wise. Uh, but I, at the, at the end of the day, you've got to go with who the crowd are getting behind and and lean into that uh, as opposed to kind of go on the defensive. The problem with the commentary is that it's part of that bending away stance that WWE are taking on Becky uh, so that's probably why we, we're we taking it like that but I do agree that that's the, the commentary is a very superficial part of what's wrong with this presentation yeah we're not criticising the commentators we're criticising what they're essentially told to say in the, kind of the, the presentation um, which is unfortunate um, and actually someone else brought this up in the YouTube comments and it might have been on Twitter or something like that I can't quite remember it was about how we are sort of talking about how Becky Lynch is a badass, but she's still very much a babyface in our eyes. Uh, but when Roman does it, you would say mm. that uh, he is very much acting like a heel. Yeah, yeah. It all comes down to to who you like and don't like. I, I don't like Roman's character. But I, I'd say that... As, like, a, as a face, but I do like Becky's. Because I wasn't here for this, but the, uh, the, the point I think they might have been talking about was when he stopped Braun from cashing in mm. Money in the Bank with the Shield. Yeah. And... 
I'll be honest, that does feel like a heel. That's not a badass move. That's that's a heel tactic. He stopped the babyface Braun Strowman from cashing in by having his mates beat him up. Yeah, so I said at the time, I didn't say that was a full heel turn, although the title might have said heel. Uh, I said it was a tweener turn. And I, I think that's a really cool way to frame the shield exactly. as this bunch of guys who want all the gold. You've got the IC champ, you could have had the tag champion, so they're just going to like run roughshod over Raw as this faction. And yeah, they're doing it because they're babyfaces, but their their tactics are quite heelish. The problem is when you you get, they got away from that. They they started presenting Shield like out and out baby faces, and Strowman as this awkwardly contrived, backwards compatible heel just because of Roman. When really Strowman should be a face and Shield should be tweeners. So that's that's also different. I'd yes, argue. I would agree. Uh, Jared Genghis Conister has emailed or messaged us on Patreon to ask, what has been your favourite promo of all time? Now, I would like to preface this by saying you can't say the pipe bomb. Because that's, ob- that's the obvious answer, really, isn't it? And we all know that's the answer. Uh, there could be oh, different- we get this question so much. I <laughs> give you a different answer every time, then. There could be different categories like comedic, serious, or sad. A sleeper hit for me was the recently mentioned Ric Flair Jay Lethal promo on TNA. Absolutely hilarious. I also cannot, cannot remove from the shadows of my mind Joe's promo after he pulled AJ off stage and put him to sleep, saying, Daddy's already mm. gone home at night night. Never has night night been so intimidating. So uh, what is your answer? to this well for serious because i'm not allowed to say cm punk's pipe bomb promo anymore uh i'm gonna go can i have can i have two for serious and sad you can do, like uh you. merge them so paul Heyman at one night stand yes what a great promo which is a uh, matt of freaking hardy yeah got th- i've got two words for you edge matt, matt freaking, freaking hardy. hardy that's three uh, no, it's ed- <laughs> edge doing the v1 sign going like that's three that's three it's so good all of it such a great uh, show and the uh, the only reason your champion jbl is because triple h, h didn't want, want to work, work tuesdays. tuesdays that's how good that promo is i, d- I remember it oh, i know we just reviewed it for wrestle ramble extra but even mm-hmm. then I, you can almost remember it word for word well that's one i'll just pop on and watch sometimes yeah uh serious and sad uh combo two is Mark Henry's fake retirement speech. What a great promo. The uh, the infamous salmon suit mm-hmm. promo on John Cena. Because that was sad and serious for a while. But you think that's how I go out? <laughs> uh, and my my comedic, uh, we, we watched rewatched a bit of it earlier. <laughs> I forgot how funny this was. Just because I wanted to, to remind myself of a few bits. Was around 2011 or 2010, Tea Time with Santino and Kozlov. And Seamus is their guest in, I think it was in Manchester. It was, yeah, it was in, well, it was certainly in England. Um, because the, the crowd started chanting for Kozlov, and you can hear one of the commentators go, like, only in Great Britain would he yeah, get a yeah. chance. Uh, just ever, Santino's comedic performance is brilliant. Kozlov is amazing he's, here. He's the, he's the shining star of that segment. He's so good. He's the, this is the highlight of Kozlov's WWE career. And uh, Seamus, you know. He he corpses or breaks, they call it in America. He corpses a lot. Yeah. So it's just very, very funny. Uh, Santino keeps accidentally calling Seamus pale and ginger. <laughs> Do you want your tea milky? Oh, I mean, no, oh, no. no. It's just oh, it's brilliant. It's very good. Uh, for, certainly for, for serious on mine, like my, my favorite, and it's not a one promo in particular, it's a series of promos. It was uh, from Ring of Honor. It was the, the Raven CM Punk mm. feud. 
and how like they were both just tying into both like each other's personal lives and it was just some of the best promo work that CM Punk has ever done and I think I think Raven is like one of the greatest promos of all time and it's, the two of them worked so well together and CM Punk would do a lot of his promos like walking through the crowd like with the cameraman it's like the count and the crowd are cheering behind him it's just absolutely amazing stuff and it might just be because Raven's the best but CM Punk is also uh, he's you know one of the greatest of all time as well and it's really really great have you seen Raven has checked himself into the is it the accountability lodge, whatever DDP calls it? I have not. They've uh, I saw it this morning. I didn't watch it, but it was like a U- the first episode of a YouTube oh, series. Oh, wow, really? Like about rebuilding Raven or something. Oh, cool. So there's your oh, man, that's weekend what, viewing that's sorted. That's what I'll be doing this afternoon then. And certainly for sad promos uh, is um, Daniel Bryan's retirement. Um, very, sad very place. sad one. Uh, we've got time for just one more. Uh, this is from That Guy Who Want to Support. Hello, guys. Who do you think are the best tag teams on the... Or who do you think is the best tag team on the main roster on or NXT or outside of WWE? Keep doing great work, love, and support. Mm. So I've got to, on the main roster, I look through and... New Day are great, but I'm a bit annoyed by them at the moment. Just I feel like they've been a bit obnoxious. Uh, the Usos, haven't heard from them for a while. Yep. Uh, the Usos, who I would have said, were for yeah, my, on, on the main roster. Yeah. Uh, the Bar, they've kind of been lost in the shuffle. Rusev Day are broken up. Nothing's really going on on Raw. So I, you know, I've got to say The Shield. Yeah, Seth Rollins and Dean Ambrose. But not only that, but all, like you got to look at the the history with the Shield mm. as well, and, like the the amazing tag matches they had back in the day. Well, that was Rollins and Reigns that combo, wasn't it? But oh yeah, yeah, I suppose. Yeah, 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 that was. But those as well. But I'm I'm talking about at the moment the Ambrose Rollins combination. And they, they killed last, it last yeah, year. Yeah, last year, man. And uh, I thought their SummerSlam match was no, the, the Hell in a Cell match, match was superb. Yeah. Uh, for NXT, I've gone for Mustache Mountain, mm-hmm. just because. They're always the bits I enjoy the most. I know Undisputed Era are a big part of that, but got to support the boys from Dudley. <laughs> and, uh, of course, outside WWE, the Young Bucks. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's hard to not say the Young Bucks, really. I think I'd, yeah, I'd agree with you on the, the main roster. I'd, I would struggle. I'd probably say the Usos, but that's more for, like... When you say ring camp. Well, I was, I was getting to that. Oh, sorry, sorry. That's why I said on the main roster. Sorry, I thought you said agree with the Bucks. No, I, I, would, I would agree with the Bucks. But on the main roster, I would say that. Um, NXT... Mustache Man. There's so many great tag teams in NXT, but like I've always got to sh- give a shout out to my boys, Street Profits. I love Street Profits, man. They're so good. I think they're awesome. And the Undisputed Era, obviously. And who can not love Heavy Machinery? Otis Dozovich is such a great character. But yeah, certainly outside of WWE. Ring Camp. I'm massive marks for Ring Camp. Love Timothy Thatcher. Love Walter. I just think they're absolutely awesome. Also, a massive fan of Australian Open. Mm, they've become they've like they've that. they've become one of my favourite tag teams. I've seen them uh, quite a few times this year. I hadn't really heard of them at the start of the year, but I've really gotten into them in the last uh, few like six months or so. Yeah, it was that Rev Pro show that we saw them. That was where we saw yeah. them against uh, the Chosen Bros, who would have been one of my favourite tag teams had Matt Riddle not got signed to NXT, the team he had with Jeff Cobb. Uh, but yeah, Australian Open, Ring Camp. I want to see a match between those two. And I thought we were going to get it at MediaCon. No, it was, it was another one there. Instead, we've got Ring Camp in LAX, which I, I would have also loved to have seen. But I was, we were f- filming with Moose. Yeah. And I didn't get to see it, and I was a bit gutted. And busy crapping my pants that we had to do a dance routine. <laughs> okay, I am going to my friend's 30th birthday uh, do you want to hear the 30th birthday plans I would love to uh, actually I, I should probably get them up on whatsapp so this is his his 30th birthday 
Mm-hmm. Uh, we've all, even the, so I've got like a, a gang of 10 school friends that we all still hang out really. So we've been friends for, you know, 20 years now. And he, uh, all of us, even the ones that don't like birthdays, mm-hmm. who never do anything for their birthdays, have reluctantly done something for their 30th. All nine of us. And then it's a big I, deal, man. Yeah, and then I was I text around today. Hey, what's everyone doing for the AJ fight this Saturday? Not AJ Styles, but Anthony Joshua. The, is that a boxing thing? He is a boxer, okay. boxing man. I have, I mean, if I have zero interest in the circle, I think I have less interest in boxing. No, you don't. You like, surely you like the, the pomp and circumstance. I hate boxing with a passion. Really? Really hate it. What about UFC? Oh, I cannot watch UFC. Cannot get into it at all. I've How tri- am I only learning this now? I, I have tried, but I cannot get into UFC. It's like real wrestling. I know, but it's boring though, isn't it? No. The whole, re- the whole great thing about wrestling is that it, it, it's fun to watch. Um, do you watch Raw? <laughs> I don't think but you can do that you, defense. You, you can't just say, oh, but Raw's boring. That makes all other wrestling boring. But you just did that to boxing. Yeah, well, I've, I've never seen a boxing match that I found fun. Oh, okay then. Well, there's probably haven't watched the right ones. Uh, so, yeah, well, yeah, he's got a big fight on Saturday. Sounds cool. I don't think it's going to sell out the arena, though. Uh, the But, yeah, I, you know, asked around, and this was just two days ago, and then my friend goes, uh, oh, no, because it's my birthday that day. I'm like, what? Huh? And he's like, yeah, you can come round if you want. So we're going round his to... Uh, play Street Fighter. Oh, amazing! Yeah. <laughs> hey, no, that, that is an evening. That is an evening uh, well spent. And watch all the football and possibly have a barbecue. Me, I love football. <laughs> Going to be watching football. Watching the football. Yeah, and then I'm playing Spider-Man in the morning, yep. playing Spider-Man Friday evening, and I'm going to try and play a lot of Spider-Man on Sunday and also go carpet shopping. Oh some yeah, adult. yeah, yeah. You got to do some adult stuff. Oh, actually, one proper thing I'm doing though. Friday evening, I don't know if I told you this. Taking the lady partner to the new office. <gasps> Are you? Yeah, she's well, seeing it before I do. Yeah, well, you, you, we could have gone uh, because she's going to have a look you at this ask. canvas and uh, say you need to get this desk from IKEA and it needs to oh, go I here. Oh, I see what you're saying. You're taking her in to be like Kirsty Allsop. Yeah, she's the interior designer. Yeah. Effectively. Oh, exciting. Yeah, rooms by Anna. I have got a lot of stuff to put into that studio, including lots of posters. Oh, let's not... Oh, they're going there. They're not going because there. Because they can't stay at my house and I don't want to No, that's out. not how it works. This you is literally, my, you this literally is my said, new bedroom. <laughs> you said this is how it works. That I can't have them in my house, so I've got to get rid of them. And they're either being thrown away or we're putting them up in the office. What posters are they? Uh, I've got a poster for Lockstock and Two no. Smoking Barrel. There's a really cool Clerks one. Um, Clerks is okay. And I like Lockstock, but it's a bit teenage boy. Well, these are from when I was a teenager. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, think t- I think I might have a Buffy the Vampire Slayer poster. That's not going anywhere. <laughs> I love Buffy, but that is not nice to look at. In t- what, Sarah oh, Michelle and it literally is just a picture of Sarah Michelle Gellar, so it's very nice to look at. If, I just want, if you had one of just Xander <laughs> looking cool. This or, is... this is Giles. This is late 90s Sarah Michelle Gellar. Mm. Um... There's probably some other posters that I can't I did, she has A Team America there. poster? Yeah, I was going to say South Park's probably on there. So. Yeah, it probably no, is. No, these things aren't happening. Oh, Are okay. they even framed? 
No, you're just going to come they're, they're a blue like, tack. Yeah, blue tack them up. No, I've also got, but I've also got signed posters that I got from back in my critique, uh, my film criticism days. I've got a signed poster of um, the guest signed by Adam Wingard and cool. Mika Monroe, and Simon Barrett, and um, one of the Babadook, um, signed by the director and star of that. To show me, send me pictures of these because I've got to run them by rooms for Anna. <laughs> and if they rooms for Anna, or rooms, r- rooms by, by Anna. You trying to you kicking her out? Are you? <laughs> yeah, she she needs a room, guys. <laughs> it's turning into Luke's poster room. Our bedroom is now. <laughs> and plus, we've got that um, picture of us and Colt Cabana. There's, yes, that's that, uh, that's got. To go we're going to blow that up. <laughs> blow that up to a twelve by eight foot. Well, we've got the other ones of like the whole Wrestle Talk team doing our Star Trek mm. pose, and uh, the one of the three of us. I have told you on numerous occasions that the majority of the walls are windows. Um, There's not room for posters at all. You didn't tell me the majority. You told me one of them was. No, no, I told you three of the three. Yeah. How is this set up? So. It's a also you could put posters up on windows. We need to block out people seeing no, what no, we're doing. The, we need the light. So it's a, it's a, it's a, it's like a row of offices, and we are the middle one. And oh, to get yeah, round yeah. this, they put windows in the side on either side of each room, so you get the light flooding through. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, um, and then there's a, a glass front. But then there are people who are just going to be seeing that we barely do work and we're just playing Mario Kart. That's well, well I don't. That hasn't happened so far. <laughs> We played like one Mario Kart. I got motion sick. Yeah, I know, but this time we're going to have the Switch there. Yeah. Yeah, so it seems like it's more likely going to happen this time around. I don't know. I don't know. Um, Anyway. uh, I don't think the busyness is going to (laughs) decrease. We can have our hour lunchtimes. Well, yeah, we'll just do it in our lunchtimes. Maybe I want to read a book. I've I've restarted Discworld. Oh, have you? Oh, interesting. Um, so just have a quick Rusev well actually he is called this a Rusev Ney into a Rusev Day this ah. one comes from Oliver Drake you mean a Rusev Hay into a Rusev a he's, Rusev Ney I mean he's called it a Rusev Day but I think he probably meant Rusev Hay yeah. I was in Newcastle at college the same day that WWE Live were in town at dinner I was walking down the high street when a shaved headed guy dressed in full WWE tracksuit power walked past me I'd never met a WWE wrestler and not to sound like a creepy stalker I think excitement took over can I take a guess who it is yes do you know who it is um, don't look don't look don't look so th- tracksuit WWE shaved head the immediate thing that popped into my head is Dustin Rhodes. Dustin Reynolds. Gold Dust. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I was going to say Eric Rowan. Mm, maybe. Because when I read Shaved Head, I almost meant like 100% shaved. I'm just thinking. But then you'd think you'd identify w- him by the, uh, yeah, the beard. Yeah. He could probably wear a tracksuit. I mean, he basically wears a tracksuit while wrestling. At least yeah. he did when he was um, in his old Eric Rowan days. Hmm. Um Thought I might try to catch up with him and say hi and get a pick. After about five minutes, I got on level to find out it wasn't Orton or Mojo Rawley as I initially thought. Uh, it was seemingly just a random guy. This is the point <laughs> that I headed back to college only to turn around and see Luke Harper heading what? my way. I said hi and asked for a pick, which he bluntly replied in his bludgeonous voice, no, and walked straight past me. Oh, nice. I guess he likes keeping character. On a lighter note after college, I bumped into a rushing Seamus who still took time to take a picture and called me fella. This made me very happy. Then I met Becky Lynch and Biggie who were both cool and stopped for a pick. Thanks for the consistent podcast goodness. That's from Ollie Drake. That's cool. That is cool. Um, let's have this from... I think oh, that that's is... a really long email. Stop I... sending lots of long emails. I think that is an in-character Harper. I think it's Because in- he seems very nice 
in all the other interviews and videos. I didn't mean to say that, Russell Abercrombie. I do appreciate the email you send us, so I can't do it now. Uh, this is from Brody Hansen. Hey, Luke and Ollie. I have a Rusev maybe for you. In 2007, I was traveling for business and was between flights in the Miami airport. I went to walk into the men's restroom, and I was, and as I approached the entrance, I noticed a man in a suit walking out. I don't usually make eye contact with people in a restroom, but I happened to look up at this guy and notice it was Shane McMahon. Whoa. It was very brief as we were walking in opposite directions and I wasn't about to stop to verify or get his attention as it was the entrance to a men's restroom but as I was uh, but, so I was on my way but I still believe to this day that it um, but I still believe to this day that was the day I walked past Shane McMahon dot 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 I'm pretty sure your <laughs> friend Brody <laughs> those are my favorite ones uh, I like I those. Have, I might have done absolutely <laughs> um, possibly I'm not sure uh, I don't think we've got time for a Agony Arts request. Um, so, nope, that's too long an email. Send it home, Luke. Oh, it's a long... I was going to do a poetry corner, but that's also really long. That's all we've got time for, folks. <laughs> we are going to have to call it an end there because all the emails we've got are far too long. Because you didn't ask, uh, I'm putting up a wardrobe uh, this weekend. Oh, I'm, uh, I'm glad I didn't. I'm doing grown-up stuff as well. But I'm also going back to my in-laws because they've got all of my um, stuff from storage, so all my DVDs. You know those big uh, mm. boxes of DVDs? And I'm just going to sit there and scan them all through and sell them on Music Magpie. That's and what I did, yeah. See what money I can get for them. But um, actually, they do that for posters? <laughs> I don't think they do. No, sorry. Um, but also, if you are around, if you're going to the Progress Wembley show yeah. next weekend on the 30th, 30th, yeah. Yeah, the yeah, 30th. 30 Saturday. days in September. Yeah. Saturday the 30th. No, 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 the Sunday. You said it's a Saturday. No, I said it's the Sunday. You said it was a Saturday. Hold on. Let and me... I said it's Sunday the 30th. The progress shows are always on Sundays. We've had this conversation twice now. <laughs> but I said it was Sunday, and then I'm almost certain you told no, me no, it was you Saturday. you said it was Saturday, and I said, no, it's Sunday. And you went, ah, oh, that makes sense, because I told your, you know, your wife it was Saturday, and she was confused. It was Sunday. Yeah, I've, I've really Sunday. confused myself. Okay, well, it's Sunday the 30th, <laughs> so if you are going to the Progress Wembley show, do let us know, uh, and we, we're going to be there. Uh, so come and stop by and say hello. But that is all we've got time for today. Make sure you get your tickets for Wrestle Ramble Live at the Prince Charles Cinema this coming November. We are going to be back on Tuesday with the Raw review. Maybe we'll get another epic main event like Baron Corbin <laughs> versus Roman Reigns again that people might actually stick around to watch this time. Uh, but until then, have a good weekend. Take care. I love you. Goodbye. on a budget we still deserve nice things quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80 percent less than similar brands they have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at 50 dollars, luxurious italian leather bags and so much more plus quince only works with factories that use safe ethical and responsible manufacturing get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with quince go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365 day returns Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? 
Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. 